Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's time for Tales of Terror, only on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. I walk down the central boulevards of a vast underwater city. Crowds of people are everywhere, dressed in costumes from throughout the eras of human history. Most fail to take any notice of me at all. However, those few that do, well, we could say my being here makes quite the impression on them. Is that? No. No, no, it, it can't be. I'm telling you, it is. It's him. The Pale Man. After that, they tend to go off in a hurry. No doubt to alert the authorities of my presence here. I doubt I should have expected anything less. I walk for a few minutes more before veering off the main boulevard into a small avenue. But this path is smaller. The road is made of cobblestone. It winds around decorative statues and fountains. After passing an old Egyptian obelisk, the road narrows further until it is little more than an alleyway. After going down a series of crumbling staircases, I come to a small wooden door. Above the door is a blinking neon sign depicting a giant squid fighting a sperm whale. The sign reads, The Salty Squid. I push the door open and enter the pub. A small cloud of sawdust is kicked up as I enter. A thick mahogany bar runs half the length of the pub. Assortments of faded leather barber chairs are situated towards the rear. The smell of mahogany that always makes me feel at home for some reason. We're not open yet! Did that ever stop me before? He comes out from a back room behind the bar. A heavy-set fellow who looks to be in his early fifties, although his real age is hundreds of years old. Well, all my stars... I heard tell you'd been killed or something over in England or a year or so back. Angus McKay, you know better than to listen to rumours. Besides, it takes more than a few demonically possessed zombies to stop me. Zombies? What sort of adventure have you been on this time? Oh, it's a very long and complicated story. Ha! <laughs> I'd expect no less. It's been ages since you last showed your mug down in these parts. Seventy-two years and a few months to be exact. Of course, most of that time I was being held hostage by the Order. The Order? You mean those Jaspers out of the Vatican? That's the one. Nice guys, if you can get over the daily beatings and gruel for every meal. <laughs> it's good to see you again, old friend. Please have a seat. This calls for a drink. I've been holding a very rare bottle of meat that I think you'd... Would you happen to have anything a little stronger? How much stronger are you looking for? Enough to make me forget. Oh, that strong. Well, you have a seat and we'll fix you something up. And now let's see what I've got back here. 
Angus went behind the bar and started sorting through bottles. After a while, he pulled out one that was covered in sawdust. He blew the dust off and rubbed it clean. An amber liquid gave off a soft golden glow from within. He took out two glasses and came back to the table. Sitting across from me, he poured two servings. You might want to be a little careful with this. It's known to have a kick to it. Not paying any attention to what Angus said, I picked the glass up and downed it in one shot. Angus was not lying when he said the drink had a kick. If anything, he underplayed it. It was a little like drinking liquid fire. I could feel it burning its way down my throat to my stomach. <coughs> <coughs> oh, God in heaven, what hell was that? I only drink it on special occasions. So why did you bring it out tonight? Because sometimes someone needs a good drink in them before they can unwind enough to talk. You wouldn't have come here otherwise. That obvious, is it? You look like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulder, lad. Something's gone wrong, hasn't it, mate? That's a bit of an underestimate, my friend. I may have just caused the end of the world. The bangers and mash at the Salty Squid are the best on the planet. Well, outside of England, of course, but you get the point. Angus came back from the kitchen carrying a plate of them which he set down in front of me. After which he put down a plate of small chips smothered in relish. I picked one up. Squid chips. Right you are. I'll pass. Oh, come on, Byron. It's the house specialty. Is there any reason why you can't just serve peanuts or something? I'm telling you, Angus, these chips are a biohazard. In wrong hands, they could wipe out humanity. So you're not going to try them? I think I'll pass. <laughs> you're a loss. Angus poured himself another whiskey and sat back down. The aroma of bangers and mash was heavenly. However, I did not have much of an appetite. So, are you going to tell me how you've doomed us all, or do I have to guess? <sighs> it started some time ago back in Portland. Lucifer approached me, and though it sounds like a cliché... He made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Unless I did as he asked, he would destroy Portland. Lucifer? You mean old Scratch himself? You can't be serious. Oh, Lucifer's real. So are God and angels, demons, vampires, zombies. Really dark and evil rubber duckies. They're all out there, right beside humans. You just have to know where to look for them. Oh, I know that already. You don't live as long as I have without running into something nasty here and there. I just figured you were wise enough to avoid some of the big leaguers. Not really my choice. As I was saying, Lucifer, or Logan as he calls himself these days, wanted me to find his wayward daughter who was hiding somewhere in the city. Whoa, wait a moment, let's back up there some. The devil has a daughter? Hmm, a girl called Lilith has something of a goth fetish. Well, given who her father is, can you blame her? No, but it's a tad more complex than that. Believe it or not, her mother is... Well, her mother is God. God? Yes. The God, creator of everything. The very same. <laughs> and it's a woman. God can be whatever it wants. It's God, after all. <laughs> if that don't beat all. Anyway, on my way home after running into Logan, I had to run in with one of the Archangels of Heaven. They also wanted me to find Lilith. Otherwise, they would unleash something horrible upon Portland as well. Christ on a pogo. You're damned if you do, and damned if you don't. 
So what happened? Not here. He not here. Yes, I can see that, Morg. Perhaps we're simply early. You shouldn't be here at all, if you ask me. Gabriel, what are you doing here? I was asked to be here. Who asked you? I thought that would have been obvious. I asked her here. In fact, I asked both of you to come. What is going on here, Byron? Yes, I demand to know what's going on. Oh, it's simple enough. You see, I found the girl. Where is she? Safe. And how long she stays that way depends on you. What are you talking about? Let's just say I know what she means to both of you. Logan, if you found a way to control her, no doubt you would use her to raise heaven to the ground. And your sword would do the same, Gabriel. That's why she's been on the run from the both of you. She just wants to live her life. You would turn her into a tool to control everything. I demand that my daughter be brought here at once. Or you'll do what? Kill me? Destroy Portland? Blow up the planet? I think not. See, while I have Lilith, you can't do anything. Because if anything, and I mean anything, happens to me, I have arranged it that she would be killed. How could you do that? I have a few tricks up my sleeve still. Now here are my terms. Lilith will remain safe. But neither of your forces are to interfere with me or what I do with this city. If you think I am just going to walk away from all this like... That's exactly what you're going to do. Because if you don't, your daughter dies. Do you really want that, Logan? Because if you ever come here again, that's what will happen. How do we know you will keep her safe? You don't. You're just going to have to trust me that I will keep my word. Very well. I've waited this long for her to return to me. I can wait a little while longer. But rest assured, I will be keeping my eye on you, Byron. I'd have been surprised if you didn't. Until next time. Your actions have made you some very powerful enemies this day, Byron. I know. But it's not like I was given much choice. Whichever way I turned, the other side would have attacked me. This way, we have a nice, pleasant stalemate. Neither side wins. For the moment. But do not grow comfortable with this situation. Be well, Byron. You did what? I locked her away in a room with no doors. At the time, I thought I was the only one who could reach her. That was a long time ago, a lifetime ago. I was a different man back then. I regret how I treated her. We're all different men at points in our lives. There are things I regret, Byron. Even now, centuries later. However, we learn much from those regrets. We grow from them to become the men we are now. Yes, but for me it was different. I had a different way of looking at the world. I even spoke with another man's voice. Another man's voice? What are you on about? That's another very long and very complicated story. I'll tell you all about it another time. Anyway, 
heaven stood by our agreement and did nothing. But Logan, well, he's not the lord of the underworld for nothing. He started making plans. Such as? He found a way to take me out of the picture completely. What the hell is that? That is an opening into the realm of the Seraphim. That's what's causing all this trouble. Yes. But it looks so... so small. It's large enough to be a problem. Look at these computers. Looks like they're interlinked with one another. Look at the screen. See that? It's those angelic symbols again. They turn them into computer code. Computer code? The most powerful magical force in all of creation turned into simple machine code. The audacity of your species never fails to amaze me. My species? Humans. You walk on the moon. You crack the atom. You constantly play around with force that can destroy reality. Now you're opening doors into other realms. You never learn. Look, I admit I've no idea what you are. But keep in mind, I didn't do this and I'm here helping you to stop it. If it can be stopped. A fusion of science and magic. Incredible. What have you found? They didn't mean to open the fissure, not deliberately. According to this, it looks like they were looking to harness a renewable new power source. That must be how Logan sold them on this, convinced them that what they were doing would have great benefits for humanity. You said Logan was really Lucifer? He is. We fought before. You fought the devil? Yes. Fought him to a stalemate a few years ago. Back when I spoke with a different man's voice. What does that mean? Nothing important for the moment. I was afraid of this. Afraid of what? The computers are keeping the fissure open. They're constantly calculating and recalculating the necessary equations needed to keep it from shutting. So, if we turned off the computer, it would shut, right? Yes. Yes, it would. And as it closes, it would draw the seraphim and the orange light back into itself. So, what are you waiting for? Shut it down! It's a bit more complex than that. You see, in order to keep something like the fissure open, the computers have had to give it a fixed access point to keep it stable. A fixed access point? An anchor in this reality. As the computers keep the fissure open, the anchor keeps it from moving. I see. So, what is the point? This building is the anchor. When the fissure closes, it's going to pull it in with the seraphim. Can't you, I don't know, program a delay or something? Give us time to get out. I thought about that. But there is something in Logan's code that won't let me do that. Probably to keep me from doing that very thing. I imagine this is the point I meant to say something like, He's really got me this time. The only way I can save the world is if I sacrifice myself. Well, it's not happening. If I die now, everything I've worked for ends. There has to be a way around this. I'd really like to know how. We're trapped in here and I don't know how much longer that door's going to last. Need to think, damn it. I've been in tight spots before and always figured a way out of them. Pyron, they're starting to get in. A fire axe? What are you going to do with that? If they get in, I want to be able to defend myself. We're not going to get out of this with brute force, Joe. Byron, you will burn for your defiance. Piss off, Angel Boy, we're busy in here. Oh, that's wonderful. Let's make him more angry. I will not be beaten. I simply will not be beaten. But I could use a really good idea about now. 
I don't think we have any choice, do we, Byron? There's always a choice. You just have to know where to look for it. I'm sorry, Byron. Sorry? What do you have to be sorry for? You said it yourself. If we don't stop this, then the whole world falls. Joe! Do you know what you've done? I smashed the computers with the axe. But that... that will... <laughs> Saved the world. I'm sorry, Byron. There wasn't time for anything else. No. No, it can't end. Not like this. Not after everything I've done. No. No! Dear God, man. What happened next? I did a Dorothy. Dorothy? As in somewhere over the rainbow. I wound up in the realm of shadows for a time. You'd call them alternative realities. Alternative? You mean like another Earth and such? Come on. Now I know you're joking. I wish I were. It took me a while to get back, and during that time, Logan was able to retrieve his daughter from where I'd been keeping her. And together, they're going to destroy the world? No, not them. Something far worse is... Something worse? What can be worse than old Scratch? A creature that calls itself... It calls itself Leviathan. <laughs> Leviathan? I was surprised myself. For a while now, I've been coming across this message. Leviathan dances. I've seen it painted on walls in blood, carved in the side of trees. I, I even got it in an email once. I had no idea what it meant. For a time, I thought it had something to do with Evangeline. At least until one of the Archangels explained what Leviathan dances really meant. And why it's my fault that it's free. Leviathan dances. I keep hearing that, but what does it mean? I wish I knew. You were partly to blame. Me? Look, I had nothing to do with Zagan or whatever this Leviathan is. On the contrary, you held Lilith captive. You infuriated her father, Lucifer. That's Logan these days, and it's not like I had a lot of options. If I turned Lilith over to you, Logan would have destroyed Portland. <laughs> that is but one mortal city. But the masquerade would have ended. Humanity would have learnt of the other races when Portland was destroyed. That would have been nothing compared to what is upon us now. You should have known Logan would do anything to regain his daughter. Because you held Lilith, the Seraphim and many of the First Ones have been freed. How long do we have before the last of the Shadow Realms are gone? I do not know. A day? A week? Perhaps a year? But they will come. Of that you can be assured of. I wish you well, Byron. I fear that even you will not be able to stand up against this Leviathan. Until we meet again. You see, Logan gave angelic codes to humanity knowing they would eventually cause a breach in the labyrinth and unleashing chaos on the whole of creation. But why? What this <laughs> Leviathan go after him as well? Yes. But he doesn't care. All that mattered to him was distracting me so he could get to his daughter. If the whole universe goes poof because of it, well, it's fine by him. There has to be a way it can be locked back up again. There might be, but as far as I've been able to find out, nothing short of God himself is able to do that. And before you ask, no, God's not interested in doing anything about it. 
Archangel's made that real clear to me. Why the hell not? Because to him, this is none of his business. He's already played his part. Whatever happens now is fair game, even the end of creation. He's content to just sit back and watch it happen. Which is why I have to do something. This is all my fault, Angus. If I'd never taken Lilith captive, Something I'd... else would have happened. You can't be blaming yourself for this, Byron. Yes, maybe holding this Lilith was not the wisest move you could have made, but you did not make Logan give out those codes. If there is anyone to blame for this, it's him. I wish I could believe that. You have to. You're not an evil man, Byron. A little bad-tempered here and there, but evil. Ah. When the chips are down, you always make the right call. Right now, you should be focused on other things, like how long before this Leviathan chap gets here. Now he's here now. He is? A few days ago, one of the Vampire Lords used a device to attract Leviathan and to bring it here. I did everything I could to stop that from happening. I... I even... <sighs> I killed a close friend, just to keep it from coming here, but in the end it was too late. I killed her for nothing. You were close to her, weren't you? And like everyone I get close to, in the end I was the cause of her death. Who was she? Her name was Chris. Chris Sparrow. Didn't care much for her at first. She'd been exposed to a drug that turned her into a new breed of vampire. For some reason she cared about me. I never understood why. After I killed her, I took her body back to my tower. I laid her upon the ground just as the sun was coming up. That was when Leviathan appeared before me. It is unfortunate, is it not? The price mortals pay when the gods choose to walk amongst them. But then is the Pelman truly a god at all? Or a simple immortal plane as a god? Be cautious, steward of autumn, lest you be stepped upon. What? What? Uh, how do you know what I... What I... I know much about you, Paleman. But I see I have intruded on something very personal for you. I, too, have lost people I loved. Millions of them. All because they worshipped me instead of him. He made me watch as his angels killed each and every one of my followers. As the last of my children fell, he cast me into the labyrinth to rot for all eternity. The labyrinth? Who are you? I think you already know. I was the first one cast out when this flawed reality came into being. Nevertheless, I am free once more. I will take back that which has been stolen from me. I am Leviathan, and I will have my vengeance. So he was standing there right in front of you. What did you do? Nothing. Because he left. Leviathan is not part of our reality. Not anymore, anyway. He needs a host so he can exist in this realm. Oh, I get it. He needs to do a Linda Blair. Linda Blair? You know, possess someone so he can stick around. Something like that. Until he finds a body, he won't be able to do much of anything. But, you see, Leviathan has come. And there may be nothing I can do to stop that. Oh, for the love of Pete. 
I can't believe I'm hearing this. You sound like you're just given up. Haven't you heard anything I've said, Angus? I've no idea how to stop Leviathan. Christ, I have no real idea what it even is. I've been going through countless books and religious scriptures, hoping they might give me some insight to work with. That's the reason I came down here. I spent hours scouring the city's libraries. Let me guess. No luck. Nothing. If a book does exist, it's not down here. Leviathan is old. So old, he's completely unheard of. He's not mentioned anywhere. Any records that may have existed have long since been lost. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. Well, here's a suggestion. Have you ever considered talking to him? What? Oh, my dear Byron, I love you like a brother, but you can be a right daft bastard sometimes. You said you've been seeing these Leviathan dances messages for some time now, right? Yes. And when this Leviathan character turns up, he appears before you. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. He doesn't do anything nasty to you. Uh, well... Ah, uh, no. No, he didn't. Well, that seems obvious to me. He wants something from you. If you really want to know what this Leviathan is and what it wants, maybe you should try talking to him. You might be onto something there. It's what bartenders are renowned for throughout history. Our sage wisdom has helped countless peoples through the ages. That, and getting people drunk and taking their money. Aye. We have to earn a living, don't we? <laughs> it was then the door to the squid was smashed open. A group of armed people dressed in the uniform of the Leviathan Defense Unit stormed into the pub and took up a defensive posture. Their weapons were of a sophisticated nature, and all trained on me. Wow! Way to make a guy feel welcome. Lord Byron, caretaker of Autumn. Your presence in Leviathan City is violation of treaty. You are hereby ordered to surrender yourself at once. Now just hold on a damn minute! This is my establishment! I won't have a group of armed thugs come barging in! It's okay, Angus. I knew she'd hear I was in town sooner or later. I assume Evangeline wants to have a chat with me? You assume correctly. Oh, goody. I always love our chats. I hope she has tea and biscuits. Angus. Thank you for the whiskey. Next time I drop in, we're going to have to try mead. I'm looking forward to it. As for Evangeline... Sorry, fellas, going to have to take a rain check. I'm trying to keep the planet from being deep fried, so I'm a little busy at the moment. You haven't really been given a choice in this matter, Lord Byron. You will surrender yourself and come with us now. Sorry, mustache. Cheers. What? Where did he go? <laughs> I'll say this for him. He knows how to make an exit. Now then, I'm fixing to open. Unless you people would care to order a drink or something, I'd appreciate it if you left. Hey, freak show. I got another one for you. Oh, for the love of Christ. How many does this make? Well, let's see, uh... 123 and more still coming. Could be days before we find everyone killed from the riots. And they found this one in Washington Park, you know, over by the Rose Gardens. 
young woman in her 20s. ID on her gave her name is Chris Sparrow. Damn shame. She was quite the looker. You know that's why people think you're a freak. She's like dead. And that was like, gross. What can I say? I admire beauty in all its forms. Even in death. Dude, TMI. TMI? <sighs> Too much information? I am like so out of here. You don't have to hurry on my account. Oh well. Alone at last. Let's get started, shall we? What the hell? What? <sighs> yes. <laughs> this should do well. But 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 how? You're dead. Which left this vessel empty and receptive to me being. What what are you doing? Let me down. I am Leviathan. <laughs> And you will be the first of my new legion. Rise. Master, I am yours to command. Come, there is much work for us to do. You have been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Season 3, Episode 1, Reflections and Shadow. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Todd Bitera as Angus McKay, MJ Cockburn as the first immortal, Eric Busby as the second immortal, Darren Marlar as the morgue attendant, Michael Liebman as the first guard, Ellie Hirschman as the second guard and freak show, and Laura Post as Leviathan. Special appearances by Tom Davis, Carl Puder, M. Sierra Garcia, Ben Harmer, and Julian Bain. This episode was written and produced by Eric Busby. Sound designed by Eric Busby. Music performed by Midnight Syndicate. Leviathan City, the Salty Squid, and Angus McKay are all the intellectual property of the Leviathan Chronicles and used here with permission. I'm Mark Brzee. This has been a Darker Projects production. We'll be deploying at over 70,000 feet. The suits will supply us with oxygen and maintain our body temperature. Air is almost non-existent at this altitude, and the negative pressure would literally boil your blood. I'm scared, Sension. I'm scared too, friend. Distance to target, 11,000 meters. All right, then. Here we go, Nathaniel. Ready? Jump. The wait is finally over. 
Leviathan City exists at over 35,000 feet under the ocean. Tell me what is hidden here, Evangeline. The pieces are in place. It is the sanctuary for a group of immortals that have existed there for the last thousand years. I regret that I have kept certain aspects of our mortal existence secret. And soon, that which is hidden. That is, until one group decided to leave paradise and live amongst humanity will now be revealed it's now or never and one secret black door is the only thing that stands in the way of the genocide of the human race will ignite a war <laughs> that will span the globe what are those things <laughs> black door knows we're into battle <laughs> all guard units this is evangeline and not everyone please tell you will get out alive i'm so sorry mccallan I have wanted to do this for over a millennia. Why would Evangeline want an army? I fear something very sinister is hovering around Leviathan. It's time to get ready for war. On May 26th, Chapter 25, the season finale of the Leviathan Chronicles will drop. Go to iTunes or www.leviathanchronicles.com to listen to current episodes and get ready for the biggest chapter in the Leviathan saga. I want to live. There are a number of things that we can all do to help stop the spread of the coronavirus and protect ourselves and our families. One is simply to clean your hands often. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you've been in a public place or after blowing your nose, coughing, or sneezing. If you don't have access to soap and water, then make sure you use a hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. And finally, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. These are some simple things that we can all do to help protect ourselves and our families from the spread of coronavirus. Be well, everybody. <laughs>